know what I love about fall? I love the fact that baseball, you know, it starts picking up. This is like when the postseason starts. I like that football has also started. I love that basketball is starting, hockey spring. I feel like this is the best time of the year when it comes to sports. Not only that, just this time of the year, it allows you to, you know, it's hoodie season. So, mm-hmm. and, and you know, what's so funny. I actually, we were talking about this today at work in our meeting and um, one of my uh, superiors, uh, she said, this is Cardi B season. And I looked at her, I'm like, what do you mean Cardi B? And she said, you know, you have your cardigan and your B option <laughs> and your A option. So I'm like, okay. Wait, wait, wait. What's your B and A option? No, no, like, like some people would bring like, in an office environment, people usually leave their cardigans or shawl or an extra sweater. And then okay. they'll walk in with a wearing a cardigan, shawl, whatever. And, you know, so they have their B option just in case they forget or someone else gets cold. Um, You know, you have that there. But I was shocked. I was like, Cardi B? And she's like, Cardigan, you know, but it's short for Cardi. Short for Cardigans or Cardi. So I was like, oh, say a word, say a word. She's trying to be clever. I know, I know. But yeah, it's definitely Cardigan. To be honest, I think I've only worn a Cardigan like once in my life going out. And that night, everyone was like, yo, where'd you get that cardigan? Where'd you Jeez. get that cardigan? What color was it? It was blue and white. Damn. It was okay. a really nice one. I got it from Jack and Jones. But um, besides that, I've never worn it. But I do notice in the office, even though I have been like, what, a couple of times in the past year and a half? Like before, there'd be so many cardigans, so many shawls, blankets, all that. So I get what she's saying, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. And a special thing about this season, too, is pumpkin spice. So, Ron, have, I personally <laughs> have never tried it, but I will try it. But they recommend don't try it at, like, those franchises. So my bad, Tim's, my bad, Starbucks. They said don't try it, but for sure, for sure, I got you guys. I will go buy you guys and try it. But they said go to like a local uh, mom and pop coffee shop. But have you ever tried pumpkin spice before? Before? Yeah, like uh, I have for sure. My wife is definitely into the whole pumpkin spice. I mm. believe she even made like um, something like we had like I think it was a pumpkin cheesecake. I've had like pumpkin pie. Like I've, I've, I've eaten more pumpkin than I ever would have living at my parents' house. Wow. And it's not, it's like, it's pretty good. It's spiced, like normally the, it's like spiced, obviously. And it tastes really good in my opinion. Now, does it have that pumpkin taste though? I feel like they refine it well enough that it, it, it tastes like it has a pumpkin taste, but it's not that like, it's not like overpowering. It's pleasant. Okay, because, like, you know, like, for certain drinks, like grape, for instance, that actually eating grape and then having, like, grape pop or grape drink, it tastes completely different. Like, it's two separate things. I feel like with those things, they put so much sugar in the drinks that it doesn't even come close to tasting it. But, like, even something like wine has grapes, right? So then that's a really bitter taste as well. And then ice wine is really sweet. 
So it's just the way that you prepare it, I guess. True. And another top thing about this season are is um it's Halloween. I wonder, do you think Halloween will be a yes or a no during the pandemic? It's going to be very interesting to see. To be honest, that's when I met my wife on Halloween. Ooh. So that's why uh, yeah, it's like technically our anniversary. But so like we actually celebrate regardless. But for Halloween, it's going to be very interesting. I really believe the way that the world has been going for the last bit, all these type of things are getting really weird, you know? Like even mm-hmm. something like the Blue Jays, they have all these games. There's like 30,000 people in the stadium. Like, how do you feel about that? Some people feel comfortable, some don't. So it's just a matter about all that matters is you, really. If you feel comfortable with it and people are inviting, they have candy at their doorstep or you can knock on their door, go and enjoy trick-or-treating, clubbing if you can, or whatever else people get to. Yeah, true. I'm surprised that you didn't mention fantasy, though. I'm, I'm focused. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, it's one of those things where, hey, I'm still bitter. I know I probably don't show it and I laugh it off, but losing in the finals, like when you lose in the finals, it's by far the worst defeat ever. Like it's, it, I joke around, Ron, but I'm actually very pissed that I lost. I already know that you're pissed, but you keep telling me you're fine. If you look at the document that I sent you guys, like if you actually look at it, I have all of your names separated. I also have all the players that you guys have on your roster just in case you wanted to make trades. And I also say how many times you've been to the finals and won a championship. So <laughs> I, I, I flipping hate you. you know, just look look at mine, look at twenty twenty one, and then you'll see that I'm a champion. And then if you look at yours, it'll say that you went to the finals. <laughs> So you said Halloween. So you guys met in Halloween? Yeah, we did. So she was beauty and you were the beast, eh? <laughs> no, I was Tyrese from The Walking Dead and she was a cowgirl. Cowgirl? Yeah, cowgirl. Like a cowboy, the opposite. Oh, of she was like a cow. No, I thought it was like, you know, how, you know, hold on. You know how you like last year or a couple of years ago, there was like chair girl, like. Those couple of years, there was like Wait, something girl. Did you think that she was like um, wearing a, a onesie, like a cow outfit or something? Or No, what? I thought that maybe um, in a TV show, there was a girl <laughs> and, you know, she <laughs> was famous because of something she would maybe do with cows. So they called her cowgirl. Like, you know how with all these Netflix shows and different TV shows, like you have so many unique different names for different characters so i just didn't know you're you're so confused man just think about the basics <laughs> it's not that confusing uh, honestly oh my honestly, goodness yeah, no I, I missed the mark on that one my bad my you bad. definitely did man by a hot mile man um but like yeah just one other thing like have you actually watched squid games i've heard so much about this i haven't dabbled in it yet i'm going to for sure but have you uh, I heard it's an amazing show. I will be watching it. Is it with that old um, 
I have nothing. I know nothing about this show, to be completely honest with you. I was just curious because I've literally talked to maybe six people about it. Every single one of them said the same thing. They're like, this is the best show I'm seeing on Twitter, like on Google. Like, oh, man, this why this is the best show on uh, Netflix is history. I'm just like, wow, like either this thing is really good or it is really overhyped. You know what? I, I don't trust it until I watch it because uh, look at Money Heist. Money Heist was huge on Netflix. So, and everyone was saying That's the same thing. Good. So, again, I have to watch it. But if a lot of people are saying it's a good show, most likely it is a good show. But, hey, everyone, on the topic of TV shows, make sure you watch season five of Money Heist. Ron, I binged it. Woo! That show. And make sure that you do not have work early, uh, early in, the, in the, the following day. Because once you get to episode three, you're not going to want to stop. And I got to episode three, and it was like <laughs> 11 p.m. So it's a good thing I, wa- I did it a Friday night, and I was off on Saturday. But you're not going to want to stop. It's a, this season was amazing. Uh, you will cry at the end of the season, guaranteed. <laughs> I like I told you, I stopped after like episode one or two in season two. So for me, maybe I'll just give it another go. I don't know, but I I just could not get into it. I can't even lie. This is what we'll do: if the Patriots beat the Bucks this Sunday, I'm not I'm not a fan. Hold on, like, hold on, I'm let me finish. If the Patriots beat the Bucks. This Sunday, you will have to watch the show. I, I'm I'm almost ninety percent sure that the Bucks will win, so I'm good. Maybe I'll I'll take that bet. It could very well be the first bet that you ever win against me, but we'll see. Yeah, no, I want other bets. Stop this. Put some respect not, on my not, name. <laughs> not any that we've actually made that people can remember. Fair enough. Nonetheless. Welcome to episode 25 of the Knowledge and Nonsense podcast. Your hosts, Ron and Mike, are here. Again, listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. And follow us on IG at KNN Podcast and on Twitter at KNN Pod. So, Michael, where I want to start today is something that I read regarding the MPs. So essentially, the Canadian Taxpayer Federation says that MPs that lost their seats or stood down before the election are estimated to make $3.3 million on golden goodbyes. I find this to be incredibly crazy, but the estimates that they have here is that uh, these people will make at least half their salaries or... 92,000 and if they've been an MP for over 6 years and they're over 55 years old they are going to get a pension okay they estimate that the pensions are about 1.4 million and just to give you an idea of what half of MP's salary is they say that the average MP salary is $178,000 a year so this is crazy like i i honestly don't understand do you have any thoughts on this man 
I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm pretty I'm pretty okay with it. Um why? The reason being is just on the fact that these guys are in government and we know that people that are that are in government, they get paid the big dollars. Um the only thing that I that's not sitting well with me is that if you lose your seat, you still get a you still get a golden goodbye. I'm not cool with that. I think that if you're there, you know, you're you're gonna make you're gonna make money, you're gonna make loot. So I'm I'm I can understand. Do I agree that they're getting paid so much? Oh, for sure not. You know, like we got homeless people. That one golden goodbye that they wanna call it could easily help out of good a few a few homeless individuals so but i understand why they get paid so heavily i i okay i understand why they leave and they get paid that much or get kicked out whatever happens i understand that they do get paid they should get something i guess maybe i if it's up to me i wouldn't give them anything especially if they didn't get elected i feel like you you've lost your job it's technically like a termination with cause, you know, like your profession <laughs> is to, you know, be a politician. If you're not a politician, whether you lose your seat or you've been like, you know, you had to leave for some reason. If you left without cause, if they let you go without cause, then that makes sense. But if you don't even get elected, then why do you get something for leaving Agreed. office? It doesn't make any sense. Oh, 100%. It, and if you think about it, there's going to be somebody else that replaces them. So if the average salary is that much, plus these guys are getting up to that much when they leave, that's a lot of money that's being transferred. And it's, again, that's tax dollars. The, the calls that a lot of these people made that there was no point in having an election at this specific time make a lot of sense. This money is money that could be put to other stuff to help people at this time. Instead, they're giving all this money to whoever for whatever. It's just, it, it doesn't sit well with me. Knowing too, on the research I saw, that Canadians get the most money for goodbyes. You know, it, it, it's, it's weird. So, you know what? I guess when you're a politician, if you get fired, it's kind of good. It, like, but do they truly get fired ever? Like, you never really hear of these people getting fired. But you got to remember it. So because when they lose their seat, usually it's kind of like when, you know, I forgot that saying, but always follow trends because trend is the way. Right. And if people are trending towards another individual, you're going to just kind of have to just go with that trend. So if you're old news, you know, goodbye and we're going to move on to someone else. We see that with any time there is like an election, right? You know, that party, if their candidate did not, if the person that's representing the party doesn't win, we know that when the next election comes, it's going to be com someone completely different. So, But usually when they leave, it's because they're not doing their job the way that people want it, which means that they are getting terminated with cause. So maybe they shouldn't get paid. That's just a thought that I'm having regarding this. I, I think maybe they shouldn't, and then we should just keep it moving. Giving them this type of money, it just, like, it, it, it's weird, man. It's very weird. That's why you never donate to the rich. So those people that Who are... Who donates to the rich? Like, people buy from the rich, man. No, 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 no. The, uh, 
these parties they they ask for money they ask for money and people people donate but i like wait you mean like average people or you mean like rich people well if well average people obviously they want some type of pull you know like okay i'll give you you know 100,000 but you need to make sure if you're elected you scratch my back with this situation but i just i'm talking about average people like average people should not be donated at all to be honest i don't think i've ever met a person personally that donates to like a political party oh i do wow and they're just average yeah yeah not it, i'm rich. not saying they donate a lot they don't donate a lot no no i know but like that makes no sense to me they're one of those people that are like they're really a patriot so Oh my god, man. I don't get it. These guys get paid off our tax dollars and then you're donating to them. Usually the money that makes a huge difference for them is the money that they get from the rich people. This is madness, man. I I've never heard of this in my life. Like, allegedly, it's a thing. It's crazy. I guess it's kind of a, here you go. Here's your 92, 92k. Um, and, uh, off you go. And those guys are going to get probably like the best jobs. Like just imagine on their resume, Hey, I was an elective, uh, an elected official, you know, obviously the, someone would definitely want you part of their industry. Cause one, you know, you did something that a lot of people can't do. And two, you probably know the ins and out of the government. So you could obviously help out that company organization. So. And hey. that's the thing, man. That's why I don't think the golden goodbyes make much sense. They have the clout and the ability and the connections in order to get a quality job. So for them to do like be given this, it's just kind of weird. But like, again, this is something that the country has implemented and must have implemented for quite a bit of time. It's just something that as I've become a little bit more aware, it's some, it's, it pisses me off to hear. I wonder how, I wonder, okay, so, okay, so what would be a good breakdown for them? I guess the amount of years, like, I feel like it should be something based off of criteria, like, how many years you served, how many times you won, how long you have been with the party. I guess that can all take into consideration, because if they're giving out such a large sum of money for any and everyone i think that's a little that's a little that's a little crazy to be honest it definitely is crazy but again what can you do this is a pretty established democracy they already have this in place it's just something we have to stomach that's why i keep on telling you ron let's push and you know i can run let me run Mike, I'm never going to elect you, trust me, or vote for you. All right, that's cool. Don't worry about that, sir. That's, I don't even need your vote. You definitely do, because you keep asking me to help you. You won't even be in my, uh, in my zone, my writing, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the topic of politicians, another one that is pure, pretty irritating. I, I find them irritating. To you. Um, to you. Mr. President Biden. Okay, so allegedly, 
two U.S. generals named General Mark Milley and General Frank McKenzie. They were questioned by the Senate Armed Forces Committee along with the Defense Secretary of the U.S., okay? And they were just questioning them about things in relation to what happened in Afghanistan. So they're saying that they recommended that 2,500 troops remain in Afghanistan. This clearly contradicted what President Joe Biden said, where he said that he didn't receive or recall any advice from any U.S. generals. The thing that makes this even more egregious is that after the fact, when asked about this, I think his press secretary, or I think that's what you call them, Ms. Saki, but nonetheless, she basically said at that point that sometimes they don't always agree with the advice that um, they receive. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, well, if you don't recall getting any advice, does it matter? You know, so a lot of these things are very contradictory. I feel like with him, he just talks a lot, doesn't really have much substance to what he's saying. And it really irritates me. That's something about politicians that I don't like. I feel like they say a lot of things, but don't really do a lot of things. No, I agree. I agree with you. But I am I'm okay with this, you know. Americans are really, I'm not trying to say every country is not prideful. They, they are. But when, when it comes to America's pride, it's, it's different than other countries. And we always hear them, bring the troops home, bring the troops home, bring my husband, my brother, my uncle, my dad, you know, bring, bring, bring them home. So I don't see a problem with him bringing them home. You know, just get everyone out of there. like, cause Hey, if you've been fighting in a war for 20 years and you're still fighting a war for 20 years, clearly nothing is working. I do wish that they prepared uh, the people of, of Afghanistan, the politicians, the army, the police a bit better. I think I don't know. I think the game plan in there was just to go in and kick ass. But, you know, I just wish that they prepared them because the way how the Taliban moved in so fast, it clearly shows that the people were not ready. So I just wish that they prepared them a bit more. So that, to some degree, implies that maybe the troops should have stayed. Because another one of the promises that they made was to make sure that every American there was able to get out, which is something that they didn't actually stick to. Because allegedly, there's still Americans still there. And... They were there for 20 years. They got the Taliban out. And now the Taliban is coming back as opposed to staying there and ensuring that they don't come back in. I know you want the Afghanis to fight if this is what they truly want. But when you're not seeing them do what they need to do, at the end of the day, to some degree, I feel you've been involved long enough and it's still your priority to assist at this point. People say that they would have been like if had they stayed past August 31st, there would be a war between U.S. and Afghanistan. But again, they started the war back in 2001. So then why is it that they're so war adverse at this point? I would just honestly worry about your own, because now when you start putting your hand, sticking your nose in other people's business, you're stuck in it now. But that's what I mean. They were involved. They got involved. 
They've... And now they're leaving. So it's kind of confusing. It's like, why were you there for so long? Why did you even go if 20 years later you're not going to continue to stay and right the wrongs that you believe are there? Maybe they felt like, maybe they felt, honestly, remember, things could change, right? Again, this is a 20-year plan, right? So me 20 years ago was completely different than me now. It definitely was, man. 20 years is a whole generation, man. That's a long, long time. But they've, they remain for those 20 years. So they could see that even though things have changed, there's still things that are still the same over there, clearly. Like, more things in this article said that the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, like, are still around. Like, there's all these things that are going on there. All the things that they went to address 20 years ago are literally there again 20 years later, and they're leaving now. It's just a very weird situation. They got involved in everybody's mess, or they have been. And then now, it's just like, it seems like now they're just pulling back completely. It's very weird to see from the U.S. My whole life has been them trying to go everywhere and solve everything. Now they're not trying to solve problems, it seems. It's crazy. I just think that it was, it could, again, I'm not in those meetings, but it could have been one of those situations where they realize afterwards it's a lost cause. Because you got to (laughs) remember. Wow. No, no, because you got to remember President Bush, President Obama, President Trump, now President Biden. So there has been four presidents that have been in power and this and they just kind of let the war kind of happen, right? They didn't pull the troops out. They didn't. So maybe Joe Biden was saying, okay, you know what? There were three other presidents before me and we're still fighting the same fight. Like if, if you're doing something for 20 years and you're still doing it with no actual real result you got to pull the plug but maybe you should adapt your approach to fit what needs to be done as opposed to just staying and then leaving because we're like the country based on all the news is going to go back exactly to whatever it is that it was before so it doesn't help the situation if i was a conspiracy theorist I would think that maybe they wanted this to happen. Maybe. There's definitely people that do believe that. So that's, that's definitely a thing that, you know, if you are a conspiratorial person, like this actually lends to that thought process where it's like, why would you come, get them out, then when they come back, you leave. You know, like, what, what, why would you do this unless if you don't really care if they're there? It, it says something. As J. Cole said it, don't save her. She don't want to be saved, right? Bro, you got to stop this, man. Like, that, like people want to be saved. That's why people were asking for help. No, 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 and no. And no. it seems like they're leaving now. But, again, we don't know. Again, we can assume. Because I remember when I used to work out at the rec center, there was a guy. Uh, his, okay. He was Palestinian. And he okay. said that the troops... Over there, again, this is just one guy, right, that, you know, he said that having the troops over there, he said the troops are more of a menace than the actual Al-Qaeda and Taliban. And he actually said that. He said they're more of a menace. So, I honestly, I don't know, because if this is one person, 
again, he lives here, but he, he said he had family over there. We would talk when we were in the sauna, right? And um, he actually said those things. So in my mind, I was like, really? But on CNN, they're, they're portraying a different angle. So it's just really, really weird that I honestly, I, didn't, I don't know who to believe. Do you believe a person that is here, but they got family? Or do you listen to the media? And we know stories, you know, there's always that there, there's always three sides to the story, right? There's yours. There's mine. There's only and there's one the truth. There's the truth. The truth. Exactly. Everybody else is a liar. Exactly. Or it may not even be a lie. It's just the way how someone perceives it and tells the story. Because I could tell a story <laughs> about you, Ron. And then you could tell a story about me, right? I could say, like, you're a bully, right? You know, or I could say you're mean. Or I could say, you know, you, you're... What's with you're, all the negative adjectives? But, but that's what I'm just trying to say. I could say that about you. But then they could talk to everybody in our class, all your friends, uh, everyone in the fantasy league, and they will say something completely different. But because I'm on a bigger platform, I can change up the story and change up everyone's thought process of how you are again everyone ron is an amazing guy i'm just an example so again stories can always be twist turned and fabricated so i can i can see that the people the like the soldiers from abroad being there can be more menacing because they're not from there they probably don't understand the culture they probably don't try to understand the culture they don't understand simple nuances it's like when you go traveling when you go to you know the caribbean if you go to bc you don't know all the rules there so if you live like you are living in toronto over there it would likely cause a problem so i get that aspect of it but my thing is that i personally believe that people should solve their own problems agreed but once you get involved in their problems and you create some sort of disruption, you can't just then bail when things get too hard. But Ron, you got to stick it out. Ron, they didn't just bail. They've been there for 20 years. They bailed because they didn't solve the issue. But Ron, what if you can't like, again, I'm not there. I don't know. I don't want no one to think I'm, I'm offending them. But what if, you were trying to help them. You were trying to teach them things, but then they just didn't have the 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 passion to actually make. So a difference. you find a new way of doing it, so that it is something that sticks a little bit more. So you how don't many times are you leave. supposed to try? Why would you get involved if you don't want to try? Ron, Ron, they've been there for honestly. If you've been doing something for twenty years, right? Clearly, you had to have tried different methods. Clearly, you would have to try, right? And after trying... But that's an assumption. You don't know that's, in fact, true. But you're making an assumption, too, thinking that they did, they, they did, they, no, that they I'm, didn't try. My assumption is based on the fact that they did leave. They did leave. So clear, and like it seems like everything is going exactly back to what it was before they came. So it makes me believe that they didn't try hard enough. Ron, Ron, the second the American troops left or in the process of leaving, Ron, those guys swooped in that quick. 
So clearly all the training and everything that happened beforehand wasn't really retained or or maybe their focus was misguided like they weren't as focused as they thought they were clearly they, they thought they thought they were addressing a certain problem but clearly they weren't i i look at it like this at work right we're training our new hires right the first session of training is just learning how to use the system and learning the basic things that you need to help you with your everyday calls as well as foundations uh the, the foundation of how the company works. And then when there's their phase two of training is when they actually start taking calls. Right. And, and a lot of time, and what we tell our new hires is, yeah, you spent a month practicing how to do these things. Now, when you actually take a call, you will forget because it's the first time you're doing something. And remember information overload you just being scared and nervous because you're doing something brand new, right? Those things happen. But Ron, come on. These mm-hmm. guys, they're not going to get that full practice. They're not going to get that full experience until you leave. And they left and they, they, they just kind of froze. It's like when a mama bird teaches her, 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 their, their babies how to fly. They let them go on the edge of a cliff. And when those, that baby feels like they're about to die, they flap, flap, flap. You know, I understand. Yeah, the, and the some mom die. comes in and saves, you know, in case and some they crash. die if the mom doesn't save them. So you should be there. The first time they got some resistance, they fell. Some of them laid down their guns. And then the Americans response was to leave. They left some Americans there, too. So it's just a weird thing. I don't think you should get involved in things that aren't your problem. Fair enough. But you're involved. You should stay there and help resolve the issue that has become even bigger of a problem than what it was before you were there. But it wasn't an issue. 9-11 was their issue. No, and that was their issue. And they stayed beyond that because they knew that they created an even bigger issue. This whole thing is just crazy if you think about it. Don't get involved in other people's problems unless if you want to stay through to the end. If you don't want to stay through to the end, don't get involved. It's a waste of your time and a waste of theirs. You know how many terrorist groups they had to fight going over, being over there? So, Isn't it like then they say like one person's terrorist is another person's freedom fighter? So it's all a matter of perception, man. Exactly. It's all a matter of perception. So the terrorists could be perceived to be the Americans. Hey, like, it's just a matter of how you look at it. It's true. So, um, I feel like this is like an, like going to be like more of an international thing. So we were talking about like what Afghanistan, Canada, US, and then now we're moving on to Italy. (laughs) Italy. Hey, oh no, no, no. I thought, I remember you said you won an award. What was the award again? Yeah, I won the Italian award in elementary school. Okay, so, so this one's, uh, this one hits the heart for you, eh? I don't know about that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, man. They had to give high-grade earners awards. And I didn't get any of the other awards because I didn't have the highest grades. And then all the people that won awards didn't have higher grades than me in Italian. So then I got it. And I feel like they gave it to the only non-Italian that had a high grade. It was very weird. They saw you eating pizza and they're like, this guy's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... In Italy, 
there's um, a town called uh, Sapri. So this town is has like a poem written about it. It's called The Gleaner of Sapri. It was written by Luigi Morantini in 1857. This poem is written from the point of view of a female gleaner. A gleaner is someone that gathers grain. So basically, she and 300 others left to join a revolution, and they all ended up dead. It's like a story that just talks about like the perseverance that people have, or poems, sorry, um, or had during this time. So this statue is very interesting because the gleaner, a woman, she's dressed in pretty like, I guess it's kind of like seductive, revealing type clothing. I remember when we looked at the pictures, we're just kind of like, whoa, like every picture you see online is of the the statue's booty. Yeah, she got a booty. (laughs) She got a booty. Yeah. And then her dress is really like, it, it, it seems pretty seductive. It you kind of so? like takes away. Okay, so if you think of somebody that's like a revolutionary or like um, joins a revolution, you're yeah. not thinking of a seductive type person. You would think of someone that's a little bit more, you know, gung ho, like a fighter type person. This, this portrayal of the woman is, it's pretty seductive, man. You have to say, I know. Art is all about everyone's interpretation of it, you know, based on what they feel is like determined, like strong, powerful. But the one reason why I brought this up is that there's a lot of women that do have an issue with this. I'll be completely honest. Okay, so if you all look at the statue, it makes a real like it looks very lifelike, like for a statue to. You know when the wind is blowing in the opposite direction, so it's pinned against your clothes, and then any creases or curves you have, it will really... It's like sundress season, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it will really it will identify and it will show your shape. So it does it there, but I just think maybe the artist was just trying to show, show how skilled he was, because for him to do that on the lower half of the dress... No, no, Ron. No, no. Like, I'm being serious. Ron, you have to admit, that, that is pretty talented. Wouldn't you say? For he a did a good job he of did a the very statue. Good job. But, like, if this, like, you know, like, if you think of, like, a UFC fighter woman, like, she's, like, not built that way. You know what I mean? Like, this seems like a seductress. That's essentially what it seems like. It's it's just weird it's just weird if that because i read the poem and to see the woman that he created for the statue it doesn't necessarily like click when i see it i i I really think it's like a seductress type woman no but like again a lot of there's like some female politicians in italy that have an issue with this like they do have an issue with it so i do see where they're coming from I don't think is so. the statue nice. It is definitely a nice looking statue, but it doesn't necessarily click when you're thinking of the Gleaner of Supri. I, I think this is ridiculous because we got other statues in Europe, all over Europe that shows the male's private part. We have those little cupids or angels. 
and we see their private parts, not only in statues, but on paintings. And it's not like it's not like they're showing it's not like they're showing, you know, like her 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 breasts in full details, right? It's just really, you know, her her arm is covering it, right? And you see the booty. But let's be real, Rod. When it's summertime, <laughs> when it's summertime or people are in the pool, we see the body parts a lot more. So I don't understand what is the issue. Because if you're going to be upset about this, then you better be upset about all those other paintings and other statues that show private parts, and you need to tear them down. If people want this yeah. torn down, then you got to tear those down as well. And then, when- as well as, sorry, but as well as, then you need to put a band on how people dress when they're at the beach. Well, okay, so one thing, for sure, like, those art pieces and sculptures are more of like a time piece. That's how I would look at it. So at that time, that's what they did. So it kind of makes sense if you look at other types of art at that time. So can- now, cancel, culture sh- cancel culture should tear that down then. Just like how, you, hey, they stopped uh, Pepe Le Pume from being in the Looney Tunes second movie. So, and that was at the time. And people are like, no, it's wrong. It's wrong for now. So those statues are technically wrong for now. So tear but it down. that's something like the Space Jam 2 movie was built now, right? Like this statue is. So we have a better understanding of things now, how some of the things we believed in the past were not all entirely true or we're not all favorable for everyone. So now we have reevaluated a lot of things that we say, a lot of things that we do, and a lot of things that we felt were socially acceptable. With something like Pepe Le Pew, like, we know that what he did back in the day, you know, we've seen all the skits, but if you're putting a movie, Space Jam 2, and he's in it, like, that's what he's known for. You know, like, he's known for being a creep. You don't want to have a creep on TV now with all the information that we have now about that type of behavior. So with this type of art, if the person is supposed to be like a strong, powerful woman, I know that strong, powerful women can come in all shapes and sizes. Agreed. But, like, it's just the way that she was dressed and it, it, it's like when you really look at the photo, Mike, you can't tell me you look at that photo and think strong, powerful. You think of like seductive. I, I honestly, the re, the, what I think about it, when I look at it, remember, it's not a real person. If it was a real person, then it would actually create, it would present more of a message. But the thing, the thing that's, remember, this creates a conversation, right? If you never brought this to my attention, I wouldn't have known about it. And to be honest, I wouldn't even care about it. But because you brought this <laughs> to my attention and then I, I read on it and I read up on it and I looked at it. And I'm like, oh, wow. So this is how it is. And now it, it's creating more of an awareness and it helps and it helps create that story of powerful, strong females. And that's what females need. Right. Females need to be in positions where in positions of power such as ceos and presidents and not just secretaries and frontline workers and 
oh yeah, you can be my assistant. You know, no, they can be the leaders of organizations of multi-billion dollar companies. You know, so I just think people they definitely are, can. I just think they're overlooking. They're over. They're overdoing this. And I know I said Pepe Le Pew, but even look at with the Aboriginal people. What's happening with them right now? They're tearing down statues from back in the day. Yes, the statues had a. They create a negative message, but in this day and age, we're you know we're sexualizing people. That is wrong. That is on. That is probably top five on the cancel culture uh, mentality, right? If you sexualize things, you're canceled and they're sexualizing. So cancel it. All I'm just trying to say is be fair. Yes, those statues were back in the day, but I don't care about back in the day. It's 2021, moving on to 2022. Come correct. And if it's not correct, you remove it. No, but like, so then do you, what are you saying about this thing? Is it correct or not? This statue, you don't think there's anything wrong with it? No, the way how I feel about the statue is how I feel. And remember, I, I'm not over in Italy. So if they decide to remove those, to, to tear down that statue, they need to tear down any statue that sexualize a human being, either if it's male, female, you know, little cupids you know whatever if it's sexualized it should be removed and people who could be sexualized they need to cover up that's all i'm just trying to say because let's be real if uh if if i'm standing at that park and or you know what not let's not even use me because i'm not going to get in my trouble but if the average (laughs) if the average person one of our friends was standing in that park and to the right was a statue and to the left was somebody in their bikini. Nine, nine out of 10 people are probably going to look at the person in their bikini, right? Not at the statue. So what's, okay. what's being sexualized a little bit more? That person. So that person should cover up. I know what I'm saying is pretty extreme, but I'm using I, these, this extreme example to, you know, create that message. So we live in a more, um, I guess people say it's a, I guess, quote unquote, forward thinking place. Um, But like when it comes to women in bikinis, I feel like that's not that big of like men in swimsuits, just in swimsuits in general. I, I don't think that that is that crazy. It just depends on your mentality. To be completely honest, I've been to a nude beach. I've seen people there. And I find that like when you're in those environments, most of the people there don't actually sexualize each other. It's usually like a very select group of people that are actually sexualizing people. So this is essentially the problem with that, I guess, statue to these women that are saying that it's a problem. It's like they feel that there's a select few people that are sexualizing this. That's their perception of it. To the people that created the statue, it's not a big deal. But again, like it, that's where the problems arise. You know, it's like the people that are sexualizing it are the ones that are like causing the problem. And ultimately, if they feel that it's something that can be perceived as sexualization, then you should just maybe take it, take it in. See where you can maybe adjust this thing and just move on from there. Otherwise, it will end up being torn down. 
I no, don't tear it down. Well, well, you know what? Look, so I just pulled up the Mona Lisa, right? <laughs> the Mona Lisa, Ron. She she's showing a little skin up on her chest. I feel you know someone could look at that. We gotta tear it down, right? The now, Mona Lisa. Now, we're now, tear now, it down. now, no, come on, Mike. Now no, 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 silly. no, Ron. No, 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 no. We need to. We know. We need to be fair. We need to be fair. She's showing some chest. Yeah, and, oh and I'm not even trying to be rude, but in some cultures, that's pretty sexualized. So do we do we tear that down? See, that's my whole thing, man. Like, like I hate when people like to pick and choose certain battles. That's fine. If you don't like something and I disagree with you, that is fine. We can have disagreements, but yes. do not do not pick and choose. Stay consistent, right? If you say this is bad. Then that means every, almost, I know there's situational stuff, but 90% of things that are exactly like that should also fit under that umbrella. That's my only thing. So if you're going to yeah. get mad off of a statue that can't move, that can't do anything, like if you touch it, <laughs> it doesn't feel like a real person. Like I could, I could hold, try to hold her hand and it's not going to feel like me holding my girlfriend's hand. Okay. <laughs> so, so people need to kind of relax. And if you don't like it, just don't Google it or don't stand around it. Like, let's be real. Are you going to be in that park every day at that same spot where you have to look at it and, oh my gosh, it's hurting my feelings? No, you don't. So just avoid it entirely. That is the hottest take or I've ever heard from you. More than, more than Very the whole passionate. Canadian culture? Bro, the Canadian culture thing, you, you got too worked up on, but I feel like this is the most passionate I've ever heard you about any topic ever. Jeez. Okay, okay. Easy there, man. You're fired up and ready to go, eh? Fired up. <laughs> okay, so Mr. Trudeau says that Canada is making a decision on whether they should allow Huawei to come in to our 5G generation of networks. So one of the companies, so I believe it's Australia and the US, they have said no to Huawei. Good job. So that's the, <laughs> they don't necessarily want the tech giant to be involved in the next generation of 5G wireless. Um, most of the major telecommunication companies in Canada are not, going to accept them based on past deals but canada's saying that they're reviewing this you already said good job so i know what your views are but huawei is like it's it's getting pretty big why why do you feel the way you do mike the thing is that the government in china i don't like how they operate i'll be completely honest china is a beautiful place from what i heard from individuals that traveled there beautiful place place that i really want to travel to for sure for sure but just the way how they're so secretive and they just keep to themselves like you can never really when you want to gather information from china you just never know like during the olympics ron trying to watch highlights because <laughs> we know china's you know when it's night for us it's day for them when it's and vice versa so trying to watch highlights it's super difficult. You, ha you, need a, you have to Google. You have to look, look at pictures. You can't even watch highlights. 
it's terrible like that. Like that's just, how the Olympics normally are, though. They don't actually, unless if you have the rights, you can't actually see the videos. But yeah, but at the like same time, you, it's easier to grab those clips. I when it was in Beijing, oh man, it was terrible. Like I couldn't watch. Like I had to stay up to watch. But no, they're just too secretive. They're they're. I don't trust. You know, if someone doesn't want to open up to you, but then. Hey, you know, but I want you to open up to me, but I won't open up to you. That's not fair. It's just let's just I know the world's not a fair place, but just be fair. You know, don't come at my door and saying, hey, let me come in. But you won't let us in yours. Stop this. So get it out of here. We don't need it. Bye bye. Very interesting. I like the fact that they aren't open is something that I feel like would be consistent across very many like i guess communist countries where it's like run by like i guess the national party or a political party so i get that a lot of the issues that it seems like with people here or whether it be the u.s or canada is they feel that there's a lot of like it's more about like spy they're opening themselves up to being spied on by the chinese which is very interesting a very interesting thought because there's something called TikTok, which is like damn near across the whole damn world. Um, and isn't that created and owned by a Chinese company? You know, I you know I don't even have I don't have TikTok and that whole f- baby recognition thing, uh where yeah. it scans your face and then it puts you it changes up your features so you would look like a baby. I don't even have that. After I heard it was from them, I didn't download it. <laughs> it's it's just a very weird um it's a weird thought that people have. Like I, I believe that they have essentially helped to make China as powerful that as they are, countries like the US, Canada. And now it seems like they don't appreciate the way that the Chinese are acting after becoming as powerful of the, as they are. We're, we're basically caught in the middle of, I don't know, like, I don't know what you want to call this, like a standoff, it seems like. It's, it's very irritating to always have to hear these things, but if ultimately the Canadian government does feel that it's not in our best interest to have this, if the biggest tech companies feel it's not in the best interest to utilize those products, I guess that's what it's going to be, man. We don't really have much control over this, to be completely honest with you. There's only really three phone companies in Canada. If one of them decides to use Huawei, what are we going to do? You know, we're going to use the same. We can either choose from that company or one of the other two. Switch. What what, what difference is it going to make, man? Nah, nah. Don't let them in the country. Bye. Don't let them in, bro. That's the no, no, super no. But it's take. it's like it's like look, like, um, when it came to the pandemic, you know, they were not honest and open about it. You go on Google, Google search, COVID numbers. China is the one of the few. I believe it's China, maybe one more or two more other countries that won't reveal their numbers, right? But at the same time, they're there. Uh, posting videos and videos and pictures of oh everything is great we are back to normal nah because everything is state so they can control the narrative for the outsiders 
Ron, even 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 blues, you can't even watch properly over there. Blues, blues. That's that's what that's what that's what the the older generation calls it. <laughs> Wait, what is blues? I'm not I'm not understanding. Porn. Yeah, why don't you just say that, man? Oh, Be a sorry. grown up, man. I was I was, I was doing here, it for man. I was doing it for an older demographic. You know, I was saying blues for an older demographic. Jeez, my goodness. Just say what it is, man. But yeah, Say like it with your chest, like, you know, like they don't even people don't even have control over watching that, which some people disagree and say you shouldn't be watching that. But, you know, at the same time, come on, like, like, I know we're getting into the phase where you don't get a lot of choice, you know, because they're taking away some of our choices. But, oh, my goodness gracious, like, come on, come on. Don't hey, don't let them in. Is, Trudeau, don't let them in. <laughs> don't don't let them in. We'll see what happens. The decision comes in a few weeks, as he says. So we'll if he know. lets them in, I'm moving to the states. So, well, like I I feel like it's only a matter of time, man. The fact that they're having this conversation tells me that they're becoming bigger and stronger than we'd like or they would like very quickly. So they gotta. You know, make a decision for the future because if you start saying no to them now, in ten years when you have no choice but to say yes, what do you think they're gonna do? They're gonna cause mad problems for you. See, that's one thing that Trump was trying to do that I wish, you know, Canada, North America actually continued, or not even continued, just started. Is everything a not everything, but majority of things that are made, and you check where. China, China, China. So I feel like we should have, you know, listen to Trump in that state, in that in, in that sense where you just, yes, it might be a little bit more expensive. Maybe the government could assist in the cost, but make things here. Create one, create more jobs, and it should for sure, for sure help our economy. If we're able to produce and manufacture things, that's what I personally. Yeah, it costs so much more here. That's why they choose to go over there. For but sure. don't you think the government could help? Like, look, like, like shipping, you don't have to worry about shipping. Two, you're creating jobs, a lot of jobs. So I think but it the minimum pay here is a lot less or a lot more than it is elsewhere, right? So that's one of the reasons that makes them choose to go over there it's all about money man remember that's all these guys think about it's all about the money agreed but i think i think the government could definitely just like how we have health health care a program for health care i think they can introduce some type of you know just like how remember that time uh, a couple of episodes a while ago when we were uh, discussing how canada wants to have more like when it comes to entertainment, more Canada um led influence entertainment on TV. So I Yeah, think, I remember. Yeah, no, but I'm just trying to say why not introduce some type of plan to help reduce the costs so people can actually manufacture stuff here. It's just the way that the world goes, man. I feel like they're trying to think more international now than more national. Um, I do agree that they should probably start doing things here so that they don't have to rely on others for these things. But I'm not Trudeau. I'm not 
a political or a politician, so I don't really have much say currently on that matter. Yeah, no, because as you said, you know, China could sooner or later put us in a wall, put put our backs against the wall and say, hey, we're not doing this for you anymore. But if you want us to do this, you need to sign up on this. They've already started and they're going to keep doing all this stuff. It's going to get more and more um, hectic, I feel. Probably, probably. But yeah, the last thing I want to touch on is um, regarding the COVID vaccine. You did send me this, something that you seem to be very passionate about. But it's regarding the, the news that the Moderna vaccine, the second dose, basically is impacting 18 to 24-year-olds. You're seeing primarily males. They are experiencing, what is it? myocarditis and pericarditis so those are issues with like the heart um but it happens in one in five males that take primarily that take the moderna second dose and it happens in one in twenty-eight thousand males that take the pfizer dose so right now they're encouraging more people to take the pfizer vaccine um in that age group and if you do want to take the Moderna vaccine in that age group, then you need to get informed consent before you're doing so. Bull. 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 It, see, this is the thing. There's such a huge force. And it's not just coming from friends and strange or even strangers. Um, this is coming from, like, politicians. As in, the prime minister is telling people, get vaccinated. But with all this new information, one day there were, I remember at, there was a time when there was like more than four different vaccines. Now, Johnson Johnson is completely off the table, right? There was some negative stuff about AstraZeneca is the name. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry if I pronounced it incorrect. Now they're coming up with this. Before it was even... um. The whole notion of, oh, yeah, you're allowed to mix. But then, you know, the World Health Organization said, no, you shouldn't be mixing. Like, that's the thing. Why is there such a big force on people for this vaccine when there's so much new data coming out on it? And one thing that really cheesed me about it, because I was watching um, City Pulse mm -hmm. and they were talking about it. And then they're like, oh, yeah, well. This happens in every one to 5,000 male, and they were able to recover. So in my mind, I was like, okay, that, that's, that's good. But then I'm like, how come they didn't talk like this when it came to the pandemic? As in, you know, everyone that, that, that was uh, infected by the virus, only 2%, it was fatal. I never hear numbers like that. Right. You only hear, oh, these are the numbers for people that got it. These are the numbers that died. But they never produce any other numbers. And that's the thing that um that I find very, very confusing. And, you know, I it got my eye twitching. So, yeah, it, it is something that is pretty weird. The fact that even some people are impacted by this. I, I know it seems like something that can be easily treated and it is minor. It's just, it just adds more credence to the people that are saying that what if I take the vaccine and I have an adverse effect? 
you know, it, it it's kind of weird that these things are coming in after people are already taking it. I, I almost feel like they should have started doing more testing on this before they start coming up with these claims or suggestions off the research that they're doing. It's just a weird time. Again, everything that they push for right now means that you have to get it. I know where you stand, but like it's just like it just seems like you have to get it in order to be able to do anything, at least a little bit more easily. But really and truly, this is very concerning stuff to see. Super. And it's not even like too much re- too they need to do more research. You got to remember like you need to wait at least someone's lifetime to actually see, because we don't know if something could happen a couple of weeks, months, years, right? And then on top of that, like, there was a, a picture, and I know this is one situation, but this is one situation too many, where mm-hmm. um, some a lady, she gave birth, and then the child had like a... Oh, I saw that. Yeah, and apparently it was, some people were saying it was like the vaccinated milk, but the child did have some type of reaction to the vaccine. So, again, a lot of doctors are saying even if you're pregnant, it's safe for you to take it. But then you have these like, why open up the door if you are healthy? You know, you're exercising, you're eating healthy, you're doing what you should be doing to keep your body in tip top shape. Why forget about our natural immune system and only rely on medicine? Which, it's not wrong, but my question is just why. Yo, your your take is something that I really do uh, respect and I do really understand regarding this. It it just seems like during this time, a lot of things that we thought we understood are being thrown to the side in order to encourage people to do this vaccine. Like, it, it's just it's just a weird time. We don't know what the consequences of this is going to be until it's time for us to know. So for most people like that don't have it or do have it, like decision is yours. Just respect the decision that other people make and let's just keep it moving, you know? Be as respectful as possible during this time. I agree. And that goes out to companies too. <laughs> you know, companies too, you know, like if someone doesn't want to take it because I'm hearing nurses, uh, politicians, you know, people that work at the mall or grocery stores, you know, well, not grocery stores, sorry, but, you know, even people that work at the gym, right? You know, if they decide not to take it, you know, I agree, yes, there's going to have to be some type of um, modifications at work. And you might have to alter things, but like test them every, every other day when they come in at work, like really, really annoy them. But at the same time, but let's be real, Ron, me testing a person that's not vaccinated while the person who is vaccinated and me just kind of forgetting and saying, oh, they're vaccinated. I don't got to worry about them. The person that's being tested is way more safe because you can actually monitor their conditions. I'm not even getting into that conversation. I feel like with the the people that are unvaccinated, they definitely have to be more smart with this crap. Because if you don't, you're most likely going to get sick. And if you're not vaccinated, you can get it and not get sick. 
So it's true what you're saying about like the fact that you can monitor them more because if they are sick or if they do feel sick, they most likely aren't going to come in. Whereas somebody that is vaccinated, you know, or partially vaccinated and does have it, they can put you at risk. I don't know. I hear a lot of things if the, uh, regarding transmission. So I, I don't know what the heck to believe anymore. I feel like there's a little bit less information on this. It's very more, it's very direct now. Point of the matter, don't force people to make a choice that they don't want to make and stop being biased with the information. If you're going to talk about, you know, oh, one of every 5,000 had this heart condition. Well, you know, let's, let's, let's talk about the actual COVID numbers as well. Again, I'm not saying like it's not real, but. Don't be biased. Just don't. Be fair, fair on both ends. Do you have anything else, sir, that you'd like to discuss tonight? You see how you guys, if you notice this, Ron's a little biased because I had a topic I wanted to touch on and Ron completely jumped over it. But it's cool, though. It's cool. Yeah, you can talk if you want to talk about it. I already told you I don't want to talk about this guy. Wait, but you who, keep, who's the guy? You keep bringing him up. I'm not. I just said I don't want to talk about him. But you keep bringing him up. This so guy, if you want to talk about, it, you could talk about him. I don't have anything to say. I want to talk about the tattoo with Jake Paul. Jake Paul, right? That's you know. But now I don't want to talk about it. I will never get the tattoo of a next man that I don't like or have no friendship with or nothing. Like, I love Jake Paul. Another man got that? And he's not his partner, not his brother? Come on, man. This is silliness. Hey, a deal was a deal. He's a man of his word. I respect that. He should just beat his ass. That's what he should have done. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Honestly, that's a huge slip up. Like, you're a UFC fighter. Like, these old UFC fighters fight in regular average. I know Jake Paul's not, you know, I won't say he's average because he has fought a few times and he is trained. He is training. So I'm not going to say he's an average boxer, but these UFC fighters, they're making a sport look so terrible. They're making it actually look like. It's a wash because if you had enough power to knock out another person, yeah, you might use your feet, but a lot of them are, they're using their hands to knock out that person. You should, first of all, you should have the stamina to outlast these non-professional athletes and you should be able to hit a lot more. Um, It's just really embarrassing. Like, yeah, I know he knocked out Nate Robinson. That's it is what it is, but my goodness, like a UFC fighter? Jeez. Embarrassing. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Oh, this guy really doesn't like talking about Jake Paul. <laughs> it's not, I don't like I don't I don't feel anything about this. Like this is legitimately a topic I, I, I don't like talking about at all. Do you know what show he was in on, on Disney? I have no clue. Okay, that, I was tricking you there. Okay, I wanted to see if you answered or not. Okay. Bro, I, I didn't even Good know stuff. he was a Disney actor, man. Yeah, I heard so. he was, but I gotta, I, I'm gonna Google check that because they said he was, but I don't remember seeing him in no Hannah Montana or, or any of those other shows. You know, the the Amanda Bynes show or 
No, I didn't see him in none of those. So Drake and Josh, Recess, nothing. Recess, come on, yeah, Mike. Maybe they're using his voice. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, voiceover. <laughs> well, guys, on that note, thank you for listening to episode 25 of the Knowledge and Nonsense podcast. Listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Cast. Follow us on KNN Podcast on IG and KNN Pod on Twitter. Thank you for listening. One love. What?